0: Cut off the infidel's hand. No, I took the bread.
1: That's not true. I'm not interested in the truth.
0: As you wish. Cut the other one's hand off as well. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Robert. No. No. No! This is English courage.
1: Hey everybody welcome to costner the costner episode what four two who knows <laughs> robin hood prince prince of thieves should i start over again
2: <laughs> that's perfect that's great
1: my name is byron hussey the host of this cost and i have two guests or co-hosts James Sheaves, Hey and Carrie Brennan. Hello Thanks for joining.
3: Thanks for having me.
1: You're welcome.
2: Perhaps some perhaps some more like uh, medieval greeting would have been appropriate. hard think of one.
1: Yeah Good morrow. Yan hello Kippur Yom Kippur Hello English. This is this is English courage. <laughs>
0: um,
1: so, to to those of you listening who did not listen to James and I's, did he say that grammatically? No. Mm, James, oh, James and Minds. James and Minds, <laughs>
3: right?
1: James and my. Pre. <laughs> James and my's prior podcast, <laughs> we, we covered um, Kevin Costner's The Postman in three parts. So we did a uh, solid three-plus hours of Kevin Costner podcast post-podcasting. Um, and now we're con- continuing the series um, into the deeper deep cut uh kevin costner filmography um with robin hood prince of thieves Mm -hmm. um now james you had never seen this correct
2: no uh yeah my only robin hood experience was uh with the disney movie and with the next generation Mm -hmm. uh star trek episodes you're familiar with
1: the uh, the robin hood zeitgeist in general though right Oh, yeah, sure. And, Carrie, of course, you saw this probably in the theater, right?
3: I didn't see it in the theater, but I did own it on VHS.
1: Oh,
2: Nice pan and scan. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's a good... It was a good kids movie, very popular among children. In 1991, they had a line of of action figures. Mm. Um, It had a PG-13 rating. Yeah. which is pretty common for for kids' movies. There's a despite all the violence 20, and people getting their hands cut off. Yeah, there's a lot of gore, like a twenty minute rape scene, um, <laughs> like a lot of uh, a lot of like racism. I guess that was fine at the time, though. Yeah. Um, Carrie, do you what? What are your memories of Robin Hood?
3: Um, there was that scene with his butt in the river. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You remember that? Mm-hmm. Those, uh,
3: and my favorite scene was when um, Will Scarlet trips Robin in the water and he sings that fun song to the tune of mm-hmm. Pop Goes the Weasel.
1: Yeah. Now, Pop Goes the Weasel, um, when when was that originally written?
3: Oh, probably like 1982.
1: <laughs> A little bit of anachronism already in... Uh, in um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, just popped over to the um, the Wikipedia. Uh, It was first published in 1853. Okay. A full (laughs) 700 years later. Uh, (laughs) Well,
3: Scarlet wrote that song in the river at that moment, and then it was was stolen 700 years later. During
2: his time in the United States where he gained his accent. Mm -hmm. Right. So,
3: just like um, uh, just like Azim invented the telescope.
1: Yeah, just quick improvisation. He had the he had a, a glass sphere and a leather. Um,
3: what thing. was that? What was that it's glass? Like,
2: oh, it's uh, you know, it's a classic glass stone that <laughs> one would carry. This film is like the name of the rose. It's like you know, we we witness all the the inventions that led to the modern the modern era. i never never saw
1: the name of the rose so So it's it's got sean connery in it i think you're thinking of zardoz actually
2: it's got f murray abraham in it
1: so robin hood prince of thieves was released in 1991 Um, it was the second highest grossing film of 1991 just behind uh, terminator 2 judgment day um,
2: oh that's a that's a really tremendous film
1: yeah a lot better that's, than, than that's actually... one. <laughs> that's... much better um it uh of course stars kevin costner um and what who else
0: Christian oh Slater. Uh,
2: Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Yeah, yep, Christian Christmas
1: Slater. Slater. Chris Christmas Slater.
2: <laughs> Christian Slater is cancelled. <laughs> and Morgan Freeman.
1: Morgan Freeman as the and, and
2: Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio.
1: <laughs> yeah, Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio is these... <laughs> Yeah. A list. Um she's apparently actually gonna be in um the Punisher Netflix series huh. uh, still working
2: um, is she going to be like fridged that's
1: uh, the thing with the
2: Punisher isn't it his, his wife
1: gets fridged uh, I don't know she's got to play like an old lady right
2: oh I guess so <laughs> since it's 25 years later or...
1: yeah like she's got to be she's probably like old alley hag number two that <laughs> <laughs> Who can we get for that role? Um, sorry, Carrie, Fry, this is this is really sexist. Is it? It is. <laughs> so, um, so Robin Hood, um, Prince of Thieves, is kind of one of the uh, sort of golden age of Costner. Um, heavy hitter uh, mm-hmm. movies, along with uh, Dances with Wolves, um, The Postman. The po- <laughs> no, 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 That's the uh, that's the decline of Field of Dreams. Oh, oh. Field of Dreams. Um, J.F.K. Untouchables. Untouchables. Um, Waterworld. Oh yeah. Um, I think
2: Waterworld was the first K-Cost
1: movie I saw. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Did you see it um, when it was released, or you were probably too young?
2: Oh, no, it would have been VHS or on TV or something. My dad really likes that movie.
1: I think I saw it in the theater. Whoa. But people didn't know, you know, when it was released, (laughs) that it was going to be like legendary bad movie which is like oh cool cool sci-fi topical ocean
3: how is it topical
1: because of the melting ice caps
3: wait how old is this movie like 20 years
1: We're talking about water world right mm-hmm. yeah. um yeah 1995 so over 20 wow so this beat, is like a
2: um, fun beat Friday night inconvenient for you. To the, to the punch. What? It beat an inconvenient truce to the punch by like you know
1: ten years. Yeah, much more cultural impact. Mm. So uh, the movie uh, Robin Hood: Prince of Thieves opens with a tapestry. And a sweeping oh, score.
2: yeah. This is um, the, the classic 90s move of put the title sequence over a close-up of, like, a prop. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, in this case, is the famous Bayou Tapestry, which uh, depicts the Battle of Hastings, which took place 100 years before this movie.
1: <laughs> well, at least great. it wasn't after, which... Uh, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of the stuff in this movie does occur after. Um... <laughs>
2: So like, um, Stargate did the same thing. That's a, that's another '90s movie that I've seen recently. It has like close-ups of like the ancient Egyptian props. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was just kind of like a like a a convention at the time.
1: Do you think um, the tapestry? So they were allowed to film this um, tapestry, or do you think, think it's just stock footage? I think
2: it, it might be a recreation because uh, it looks very vibrant to me. But um, I could imagine they would be allowed to film the real thing. Yeah, it's on okay, display. You, I
1: think. Do you have a, an opinion on the tapestry? You're asking me. Yeah.
3: Um, I, I have no opinion on the tapestry.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's mostly known for memes now. I think. Oh.
1: Yeah. Mostly a meme tapestry. There's a, You can take people from the tapestry and sort of recreate a meme, a modern meme, but in, like, Old English. Or is it Middle English? It's, well, uh, it's not, not either. What? Oh, it's old, it's old English. Okay, Old English. So the first, um, the opening, we get, like, a um, little historical uh, catch up, kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, basically a summary of the uh, what King King Richard the Third is away at the Crusades, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, fighting the uh, Turks, um, which apparently is the first historical inaccuracy of the film in that little historical mm-hmm. um, catch up.
3: I thought that was the second. Wasn't the tapestry the first historical inaccuracy?
1: No, because all they're doing is showing the tapestry. They're making no claim about it. (laughs) Just like, here's this tapestry from, you know, (laughs) within... They're not claiming that
3: it's relevant to the movie in any way? No, (laughs) I don't think so. No,
1: They're like, "This this was made within 100 years before or after... This movie was set, give or take. It's
2: like the, the Star Trek Enterprise title sequence. They're not yeah. saying the boats went into space.
1: Yeah, Carrie, remember that? <laughs> um, yeah. So the the title card states that Richard the Lionheart led the the Third Crusade to reclaim the Holy Land from the Turks. Um, but apparently, the Turks uh, left the Holy Land. A um, hundred years earlier, and by 1194, um, the Holy Land was under the control of the Saracens. Huh. So, oh, the
3: Matt Saracens from Friday Night Lights?
1: Yeah. Nice. Net, oh, well. Matt, Sera- Matt Saracen from Friday Night Lights. So, clearly, the first just un unforgivable total fuck-up of the movie right there they're not the turks they're the saracens
3: nobody's ever heard of the saracens
1: the saracens i don't know who the saracens are either are you familiar (laughs) with the saracens
2: the saracens were the guys that were led by saladin oh what so that was that was the big crusade thing it was like richard and the The Crusaders and the Knights Templar versus the Saracens led by Saladin, and they were like Muslims. That's that's basically all I know about the Crusades. I got from Assassin's
1: Creed. Oh, okay. So this that could itself um, have some some (laughs) questionable historical. Actually, probably much much better researched than uh, than this movie maybe um,
2: I, I gotta say though I got hella Assassin's Creed vibes from a lot of this movie and I I I um strongly suspect that perhaps it was a source of inspiration
1: could have for been for the game yeah like Maid Marian is like a, a legit ninja
2: oh yeah sure
1: remember for one scene just one, one scene. scene yeah but then she becomes sort of a <laughs> lilting pathetic weakling <laughs> The of the movie. Uh, it's the
2: 90s but it's the early
1: 90s yeah so um we 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 open with a um like a uh moorish prison or is it mm-hmm. no he's no, it's oh. not moorish it's a no, it's, it's a it's turkish it's prison, a, prison they're in jerusalem yeah we're in Jer- jerusalem in the holy land so presumably these are the turks right yeah, the,
2: the, the eight historical Turks. Right. With, within seconds, it's all oh, the savage Muslims. Look how savage they are.
1: Right. Cutting off hands. Um, some whipping.
2: Just not being very friendly in general.
1: And then, so the... Um, so Robin, here comes Robin. <laughs> he's uh he's got a beard he's like he's a prisoner i guess he's been here for like five years he's locked mm-hmm. in this prison um with his buddy whose name i forget peter 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 pete and now is he a historical P. figure peter
2: um i don't Marianne's i don't peter.
1: think so maybe he's Marion's brother
2: yeah
1: so King Richard's cousin so King Richard's cousin so oh yep no, actually I believe that by the way
2: the royal genealogy is apparently just nonsensical as well in this movie
1: well apparently uh, King Richard didn't have any cousins so <gasps> so this is mm. a fake character um so Peter is accused of theft and his hand is going to be removed, but Peter is much weaker than Robin Hood, and Robin mm-hmm. doesn't think he'll survive it, so he volunteers. Um, but then, in like true like baddie fashion, the Turk Turkish pr- prison guard is just like, "All right, we'll cut both of your hands off then." Mm. Um. So then, uh, Robin concocts a plan, and he says. This is English courage. <laughs> 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 and he grabs the sword, and there's a lot of sword play, and they uh, escape the prison. Good but job. Not before a Wiley Moore, played by Moore Gin Freeman. Freeman? <laughs> Uh, convinces Robin Hood to free him so he can, like, show him the way out or something. And also swears some kind of Jar Jar Binks-esque life debt. I thought it was more Chewbacca, but sure. Well, we didn't... I mean, it's it's similar to, to both... But at least yeah. with Jar Jar, we actually saw what transpired.
2: I guess, yeah.
1: It was very similar to the scene where um, Jar Jar talked about, like, Misa got to help you from now on. Like, Misa, Misa, do the honorable thing and, <laughs> well, <laughs> and you be know, a, we'll, we'll be we'll your get that slave forever. In, in, the, in the upcoming um, uh, Chewbacca prequel movie. Still don't think it's going to be as good or a, as similar. I still think that Jar Jar is the much more apt comparison unless you're implying that like Morgan Freeman looks more like a Wookiee than a Gungan, which is uh, you know, I feel out of, out of- could be racist. I'm not sure though. <laughs> I, I,
2: it seems like a sort of yeah, that's a racist either way. One, I, I'm right. not
1: sure which of the two the man more resembles. Well, the Gungans actually got knocked for being racist caricatures of, uh, of um, the you know the, uh, the. Uh, they yeah they did you, you know the country I'm talking about the, with the the, the, the <laughs> Could somebody please please help me? What, what country? It's in the Caribbean. <laughs> They they invented reggae.
3: Jamaica.
1: Jamaica. Thank you. Racist uh, Jamaican stereotype. Um, So moving on, um, we uh, we get um, Robin's father. Brian Blessed. Brian Blessed.
2: who, Who you would really think would have a bigger role in the
1: movie. Yeah, uh, I don't know why. Why would you think that? Because it's, it's like he's a celebrity. Well, oh, so is Sean Connery, and he's a. a well, that was guy. a cameo. Yeah, this know. is a cameo too, I think. All right. I think. So Brian sure. blessed, is a big deal. Um, but I actually only have ever really seen him in like this and the first season of Blackadder. So the
2: Phantom Menace. He plays hey. Boss Boss
1: Oh yeah, yeah, another Gungan! <laughs> wow, Carrie, can you believe it?
2: This is this is very
1: deliberate.
3: Can't can't believe it.
1: Two Gungans in one movie. Um, yeah, I guess I never knew that was Brian Blessed, but okay, that makes three movies. <laughs> mm. So Brian Blessed is fooled by the credulous Duncan (laughs)
0: into,
1: um, being lured into the yard to be set upon by the, um, Sheriff of Nottingham, played by Ellen Rickman. And, um, what appears to be the Ku Klux Klan.
2: Hmm, yeah. Not really picked up on,
1: again, later in the film, is it? Um, there's one scene later where some of those guys are complaining that he's not paying them. Oh, but yeah, it's, it's uh it's not uh, very very well revisited. Well, some some freaking clan. If it's only they're only in it, cause they're paying it. He's he's paying them. It's Come just on. like five guys in the room too. It's like all the lords. That he allied with, um, but anyway, Alan Rickman's Sheriff of Nottingham is a like a pagan, Satanist, um, mm-hmm. which uh, you know also kind of muddy, anachronistic, anachronistic, um, and he's uh, his mother is a witch. Uh, <laughs> his is mother. That's his mother. mother? Yeah, his adoptive. Uh, adoptive
2: so. Yeah, I, I I didn't pick that up, but it, it's it, there must be a throwaway line here or there. Hmm.
1: There is his. Uh, Where? His he asks her, like, did my parents really tell you to teach me this stuff before they died? So
3: if, she's not his mother.
1: Adoptive, she's adoptive just, mother.
3: It's
1: just. Oh. I said, I feel like I said adoptive,
2: Except many times. And she's, uh, she's Geraldine McEwen, by the way. Now, who, is she famous? I,
1: I is she a thing?
2: Um, she, she, she's kind of famous
1: in, um, uh, British, you know, drama circles. Which means that she must have been in Harry Potter. Uh, I'm not certain about that. She was in Red Dwarf. Which, did she play, uh, Christine Kichansky? She,
2: No, she played the future predicting
1: um, uh, AI, Cassandra. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Okay, so she gets really into um, being a witch. But just a note on so, Alan Alan Rickman was apparently asked to do this Mm -hmm. movie like uh, three times and turned it down twice, (laughs) and accepted the role basically on the condition that he could like play it however he wanted yeah think, which is why we get sort of this wacky uh comedic <laughs> performance um, which
2: doesn't really fit with the tone of the film, but I guess it's it's fun
1: I think well that was one of the criticisms I read of the movie in general is that it it's t- totally inconsistent, but that also it seems to begin with one tone and and sort of shift into another sort of mid production mm-hmm. and that's that yeah. might be like. The um. The element that Alan Rickman's ridiculous performance introduced, like, okay, this is just kind of a silly, a silly lark. Um. Mm. But anyway, uh, clearly, clearly the, the best best part of the movie, right?
2: Yeah. Um, apparently, these these comedic lines he uh, edited with his his friends in a Pizza Hut.
1: Whoa! Cool. In the United States? Uh, no, in in the UK. I wonder if the Pizza Huts in the United Kingdom were anything like the Pizza Huts in the United States at the time, because they used to be more like sit-down restaurants. And You could go. And oh get yeah. Like, like a pitcher of soda. Yeah. They had like those cool red plastic cups. <laughs> So cool. Yeah, like a yeah. texture. You know the ones. I remember that stuff. Yeah, I feel like it was before. We used to have time, one, though, James.
2: No, 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 no. <laughs> because that—that was how it was in Australia.
1: Was it? Is it still like that? No, it's not like no. that anymore. Yeah, because they're just like mall, like shoved into to corners of malls now, or like yeah. just like, like storefront things but just
2: deliver yeah like there's enough space to walk in maybe sit down and wait for your order
1: but that's it and they had like the the pizza hut tradition the uh distinctive hut shaped buildings oh um, yeah yeah of course
2: which our one wasn't uh purpose built so it didn't quite look like that
1: and then those things I, sometimes are, are repurposed as other businesses <laughs> but you can always tell that it used to be a pizza hut An
3: insurance company. Mm-hmm. It's
1: the insurance hut. <laughs> Get your fresh hot insurance. <laughs> so, the sheriff of Nottingham uh, accuses um, what's what's his name, Brian Blessed, of Brian uh, blessed. Satanism. And, um, mm-hmm. and Which was not sang. a crime at the time. Wasn't it?
2: No. Uh, so uh, magic at the time was uh, just kind of a word for like learnedness. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, you had your kind of... Uh, I, I understand this term isn't quite contemporaneous, but cunning people is from what they used to call them a few hundred years later. And it mm-hmm. would just be someone who had some skill of some sort. So, you know, they could do something with herbs, like they could give you an abortion, or maybe they could heal something. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that, that was what magic was at the time. It wasn't illegal. Uh, it was illegal to use it to harm someone. Mm -hmm. But that's like how it's illegal for you to run over someone with your car today. But it's not illegal to drive a car. Mm
1: -hmm. Unless um, you don't have a license. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. look forward to prison then. Mm -hmm. So um, there seems to be some kind of plan being concocted and enacted, but uh, it's all very vague. Um. Robin gets back from the Crusades. He uh he makes a big deal about like kissing the, the earth.
2: Yeah, and it's just the English
1: Channel, which isn't that wide. Right. So. <laughs> sure. It's like it's like shades of like a Christopher Columbus. All of a sudden, mm. like he was like, I mean, I think he was just glad to be in his his glad land. To be back. Yeah. But um some there's some ge- geographical funny business here because they <laughs> yeah. they sail past like <laughs> the, the, the white cliffs, cliffs of Dover. Of yeah. But then apparently Loxley, Loxley is like 200 miles from there. 250. Um, but then they find Hadrian's Wall, which is And they're walking along it. Yeah, which is apparently 150 a f- miles even further along. Right. So I guess none of that really matters, right? Nah,
2: it's just really speedy walkers, power walking,
1: you know. I mean, like it's it's a fictional universe, really. So maybe maybe right. all this stuff is just different in this version. A little like, bit more right?
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: Kerry, any thoughts on the uh, ge- geographical in- inaccuracies?
3: I think you're really nitpicking here. Like, who, ca- who cares? It's a big, beautiful field of green. It mm-hmm. looks nice on the big screen.
1: Maybe that wasn't even Hadrian's Wall. Maybe. Yeah,
2: I'm. I'm not sure when Hadrian's Wall was built. I guess it was sometime prior, seeing he was a Roman emperor. Uh, so I guess that explains the kind of decay of the wall. Because one always thinks about, like, when you film these medieval films on location, your castle isn't going to look exactly good as new, mm-hmm. is it? Which always it, it always kind of takes me out of it.
1: Right. <laughs> it's like, it's like a ruin of a castle because it was shot today, but it's not a brand spanking new ca- castle. Which I think is a... So, Newcastle, that's like a that's a place. An that's, a,
2: that's a place That's in my country.
1: Yeah. There's also a um, Loxley in Australia. Two familiar There's a Loxley in Victoria and there's a Loxley in New South Wales. Huh. Those
2: are quite close to each other.
1: Mm-hmm. You'd think they would have thought about. <laughs> Maybe it's, maybe it's on the border, border mm. town, sister, sister cities. Mm-hmm. Um, so Robin brings the, uh, his Moorish sidekick with him and keeps, he keeps trying to get rid of him. I didn't quite understand what happened. He had some guys on a boat and then they like sort of tried yeah. to kill the Moor but I think they just tried to, to, to kidnap
3: across.
1: him. So they were—they tra- tried to kidnap him and just bring him back.
3: I thought they—I were- didn't think they were going to kill him. It seems pretty cruel.
1: <laughs> I thought
3: they were just going to take him back because that's Robin was trying to send him back with those guys.
1: I mean, you—you're probably right. I just didn't really understand <laughs> what-, what I was watching. Yeah,
2: Robin paid them to rough him up.
1: Yeah, just, just rough him up a little bit, guys. Okay. We should probably talk about um, Kevin Costner's lack of British accent. <laughs> I it's great.
2: He's just... So, yeah, he's such a good actor that he immerses you in the universe of the film and he doesn't even need to... Yeah, I mean, he? Sean frickin' Connery is one to talk, isn't he?
1: Yeah. Um, like, he's just doing a Scottish accent, which is like... But apparently, apparently, um, he was going to do a British accent um, and hired Uh like a dialect coach. But then um, the director basically told him not to and said, just Just, like, it's not good enough. Just do an American accent. so that's that that's why that was that way
2: i do get a kind of star warsy vibe from it like he's he's kind of putting it on a little bit but not all the way Mm -hmm. like you know natalie portman not carrie fisher
1: right yeah there's some he kind of slips into some uh very thin fake british accent Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he's—I mean, um, what's his face? Uh, Morgan Freeman. Yeah, no, he does. He does. <laughs> Alan Rickman. Uh, no, Christians he's. Later. Christian Slater. Slater doesn't have an accent either.
3: He does a little uh,
1: bit. It's just sort of like a fancy accent, though. Like it's—it's it's not British. It's
2: um—that's foreshadowing. Because in fact, the two guys with American accents are both related.
1: Right. Oh, bingo! You know, full full disclosure. Um, <laughs> the movie, the version I downloaded, stopped working. Uh,
3: Before like, the big reveal.
1: Yeah, oh. around the. Uh, <laughs> what's the, about the, the
2: firefight in the
1: woods? Yeah. It was just Am I gonna before. Have to take
2: over synopsis duties at that point?
1: I feel like we're not gonna synopse the entire movie. I'm just trying to like get some of the do some of the mm-hmm. scene setting, and then we can talk sort of talking generalities, and then sort of like right. end, and then end the podcast. You know, without end. <laughs> without doing the whole movie. Um, so yeah, it was right before uh, Robin swung on a rope to save um, little John's wife, Mrs. John. <laughs> um, so the uh, the broad strokes, once Robin gets home, he discovers that his father has been killed for Satanism. No, you're, you're going
2: too fast now.
1: Oh,
2: I've got good, I've got good, good observations. Okay. So the the they um meet the the kid whose name I think is Wolf. Waller, oh yeah, I, sorry, I,
1: I forgot that happened before
2: the. Uh... <laughs> and, um, he's being chased by uh, friendly Irish wolfhounds, <laughs> who just are uh, like very non-threatening-looking, floppy Irish gray dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's nice. So they, they probably tried to get like a a, a
1: region-appropriate breed. <laughs> and oh, they might have been uh, starving. To be fair,
2: um, I think they just look like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Are they actually vicious?
2: Um, well, they're wolfhounds, so presumably they're used in in some sort of hunting. But gosh, they just look so friendly.
1: Yeah, and harmless. They look like, um, like friendly old men. Yeah, you long know, legs. Would give you a. Uh,
3: there's no such thing as friendly old men.
1: A butterscotch from their <laughs> pocket.
2: Duncan's a friendly old man.
1: Yeah, yeah, Carrie. What do you mean? There's no such thing as friendly old men. Oh, they're really,
3: all, they're all a little creepy.
1: That, there's a, that's a really, really hot take which I don't think I can (laughs) get behind. What about Santa Claus?
3: He is a magical elf. He's
1: an old man. Ageless.
2: He is ageless.
1: So um, this is the scene where it becomes evident that um, Robin Hood just does not mind murdering. Mm. Not at all. He'll just kill well they do a lot of
2: murdering on those crusades, you know.
1: Yeah. But at least at least there it's like they're foreigners. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think we get I some to moralizing mention, on that later. I think I but forgot these... to mention that his friend uh, Peter was killed with an arrow and he couldn't come back because he was dead. <laughs> How ironic. It's perfect irony. <laughs>
2: Um, we meet Guy of Gisborne in this scene as well, who uh, I I always kind of I don't really have an idea of his his role in the in the Robin Hood mythos. I guess he's just a henchman.
1: Mm-hmm. He is. Um, so I think uh, he's not present in the Disney movie. The sheriff's cousin, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right in this continuity. Played by. Uh, nobody. No, no, he's, he's somebody. He was in um, Alien Resur—no, Alien Resurrection, I think. Oh, was he uh, one of the scientists? He was like one of the. Uh, I don't know, he died right away.
2: Well, um, in any case, he puts on a real silly voice.
1: Mm hmm. So that's just how he it's... talks. Oh, really? Yeah. That's um... like a really raspy something. Raspy voice.
2: Seems seems like a bit of a put-on. It's a little much.
1: It's It might be a little bit. Oh, he played Old Bill in Westworld, the Westworld TV series. Uh-huh. It's a good role. Let's drink to the lady in the white shoe. He was also I'll, in The I'll Crow. Drink to that. Oh, wow.
2: That's probably collar. due for a, a reboot remake, huh?
1: I think they've been trying. Mm. He's also in a TV movie called Clown White. He played a street punk. Huh. Sorry.
2: Doesn't make much of an impression in this film, I don't think.
1: Well, he's he's unceremoniously uh, murdered. Murdered. Mm, like less to, than halfway not, through for no good reason. Not real good
2: reason. I've actually got that scene playing right now. Good scene. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just the trope of oh you've failed me for the last time.
1: Mhm. Good trope. And then you get
2: a stabby stab in the guts.
1: Mhm. Um. So we meet him and Robin. Uh, he kills all his friends but he like he pretends to be really virtuous and spares him like the the last minute like "Ah, I've seen enough bloodshed in the crusades and within the last five minutes uh, you can go
2: well you know dead men
1: tell no tales (sighs) yeah he wants to send a message
0: Mm.
2: and And then then we meet the sheriff of Nottingham again uh, and uh, I think he he demonstrates uh, a lack of understanding of the concept of aging because he says that uh, Robin of Loxley is is a whelp
1: Mm-hmm. he thinks he's he's still a kid because or like a young was, young man because he was a young man he was one when he left when he left like earlier in time mmm so he, you're saying he just sort of dismissed the effects of the passage of time? And the, yeah, it seems, seems short-sighted him. like that, blinkered
2: in his perspective.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, to be fair, uh, he does come across as kind of a whelp.
2: Uh, okay. <laughs> I think he he has the rugged masculinity of, of Kevin Costner,
1: doesn't he? Kind of a pretty boy, though, right? Like no, he's no. A,
2: Will Scarlet's the pretty boy in this movie.
1: He's no, like, Little John. Oh, I guess not, no. Big, rugged, common man. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is this where we meet the witch? Oh, um, uh, the I sheriff has a statue oh. of himself. Oh, yeah. And it the looks dark statue it looks a lot like the Ned Stark statue from the most recent mm-hmm. episodes of um,
3: Game, Game of, of Thrones
1: and since this is um, evergreen content by re- most m- most recent I mean what seventh season mm-hmm.
3: the penultimate
1: yeah. penultimate season yeah so if you're listening to this in in the future um, that's where we are. In time.
2: I guess um, your, your Sean Bean's and your um, uh, Alan Rickman's are sort of, sort of a similar vein of, of character actor.
1: Yeah, it's true. Good point.
2: Typically they play yeah. the, the villainous roles. Yeah.
1: Like in um, Love Actually. Right, yeah, I loved Sean Bean in Love Actually. <laughs> <laughs> he could have been in Love Actually. Would have fit right he in. He could have been. It's an ensemble. Ensemble.
2: Ensemble. Uh, we go to Robin's castle at this point, and it's all burned down, and like his father's hanged and, and stuff, and it makes me wonder, why did they burn a perfectly good castle? Why not just occupy it? I don't know. Seems like more economically sensible. It's particularly if like, the whole reason for accusing him of witchcraft was so you could seize his land.
1: Right, which they do. They just don't care about the castle for some reason.
2: Ha! Huh. Go figure. I think they it's just like,
1: like... Like, it's just the implication is like it's such a such an important and powerful house that it's like it can't stand. Like, like mm. somehow Brian Blessed could potentially come back to life and I start, you know, running the castle again.
2: Just have to build another one
1: now. So they put... Um, Ryan Blessed is that in like an an Iron Maiden?
2: I don't know if that's an Iron Maiden. It's just like a like a ca- hanging cage.
1: Hangy cage.
2: Hanging yeah, cage. that's the that's the term.
3: It's like a bird cage.
1: It's a bird mm. cage, but for a man-sized bird. The, the a bird with the body of a man and the head of a man. Wow, that's really um, pagan. No wonder they, wonder they <laughs> hanged him. So, Robin discovers um, dead dad, um, and Duncan's there. He's just been sk- sort of skulking in the in the ruins with bleeding eye <laughs> sockets for four months.
2: <laughs> He's loyal like that. He's a good man, Duncan.
1: It's hard to even say what the continuity was because apparently he was like on trial or something um, and they tried to get him to like confess against Brian Blessed mm-hmm. and they tortured him and stole his eyes but he mm-hmm. wouldn't, he would not betray his... It's great. It's like when that guy uh, turns the
2: phaser on himself in Star Trek to The Wrath of Khan rather than betray Captain Kirk.
1: You know, I've actually never seen, uh...
2: It's really good. It's better than the first
1: one. I believe that, but I've never seen that one, <laughs> either. So Duncan is sort of a, a pathetic... He he sort of oscillates between a a comic relief and tragic figure. Yeah. Um... How is he comic relief?
2: <laughs> he's he's kind of silly. <laughs>
1: There's there's some, I think he's played for laughs in some scenes. Mm-hmm. Like when he starts like bad-mouthing the Moors in front of Morgan Freeman. And he's like, so wh- what kind of name is Dazeem? Moorish. <laughs> I was doing like a that thing where you col- pull your collar oh. there doesn't really translate <laughs> really here, nervous but. um so yeah he's a he's a hilarious a hilarious imp
3: yeah i don't know about that
1: remember that scene where <laughs> robin I mean, he I mean, wakes I'm up gonna strongly disagree with this he wakes up with like a hangover and robin's like too much mead duncan <laughs> overdid it with the mead huh, old man
0: and, and then there's that scene pain where Duncan
1: um, is f- fooled into leading the sheriff's men into Sherwood Forest. And, yeah,
3: hilarious.
1: And, um, and then dies. Christian, Christian hilarious. Slater, wait, he died?
3: Wait, he died? We didn't get to through that scene.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, gang. He he he, he fucks up and. Eats shit and
1: dies. Yeah, remember Christian Slater is like the old
3: fool. <laughs> Let him write Let here. him right to us.
1: And then it was like <laughs> boy. <boing, boing. laughs> that was a slide whistle. <laughs> it's, it's comic it's comic relief. And there's that scene where like Robin brings him some bread and he's like clearly very hungry he like puts his fingers through his hair Mm
2: -hmm. that was funny Real funny
1: (laughs) so um robin discovers Um, sorry go ahead
2: they they buried the dad uh, they buried the dad um, i think uh the the important thing to note in this bit is when he's giving a little kind of semi-eulogy he does some uh, moralizing about the Crusades because Brian Blessed's character was apparently opposed to the Crusades. Right. Thought that it was um, foolish to, to to convert men to a religion that wasn't theirs or something. Right. So this is like this is a this is a modern adaptation for the nineties people. Right. You know, yeah. this is the nineties, and we've got to you know modernize this tale so that it can be relatable to a modern audience.
1: Yeah, that was that was probably the most anachronistic line in in the movie like i mean did they even have the notion that this was religion at that point wasn't it just like these are just just the facts about our lives and the, stuff the facts where we've the facts. got the good stuff <laughs> <laughs> like we don't guys. we don't have science yet like it's just like these are the, this is what's going on mm. and they just don't get it but yeah. I'd,
2: I'd say there are probably strong contenders for most anachronistic line in this film.
1: Yeah, you're probably right. Like, this is English courage. <laughs> Literally the first line of the movie. Nice. Um,
2: so after that, I think uh, if, if my notes didn't get scrambled, uh, we do meet the witch and uh, the, the, speaking of religion, in the continuity of this film, witchcraft seems to be the canon true religion. Because, uh, all, all, what's her name? Mortiana?
1: Morticia, yeah.
3: It's not Morticia. <laughs> she
2: atoms. can... Um, she does her you know, her voodoo with the uh, just throwing blood on a plate and stuff, and it just works.
1: Yeah, it does. She's right. <laughs> She's right about everything. She just... Sure. It's not only is it the true religion within the movie, it's actually should I guess it should be our true religion too, because <laughs> it would just prove it.
2: It's just where the evidence leads.
1: By the way, one last um, fun fact about the uh, humorous comic relief Duncan the actor that played him died in the year 2000 Walter
2: Sparrow that's that's a shame
1: Mm -hmm. so the witch uh, does some spells and figures out basically the end of the movie Um, Mm -hmm. and she should know that it's futile to try to like Try, try to foil her own prediction, right? I mean, like she was yeah. dead on and t- to the point where like no, no not even knowing could prevent their fate.
2: Maybe she just forgot to ask uh or deliberately avoided asking oh when the painted man will kill me. Right. So maybe man... you know, 40 years down the track. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, she's a, she's a sprightly young woman. She's got may- a few decades left. In yeah,
1: her. May- maybe it'll be like a, a mercy killing, and they'll be like married, and she'll just be so tired of you know the pain of some terrible illness she's going through, and the painted man will sort of uh, mercifully suff- smother her in her uh, in her sleep.
2: It's funny how things work out, isn't it?
1: Yeah. That's another. That you'd expect. That would have been another very funny comic relief scene <laughs> in the movie. Uh,
2: I think it's also interesting to note that um, when Geraldine McEwan uh, leans in close to the camera, you can see the contact lens uh, that she's wearing to give her the milky eye.
1: Mm-hmm. I so mean, you can the, see it because... High definition
2: home video for you
1: isn't the whole thing a contact lens so when you're seeing the milky eye you can see the contact lens or are you saying you can see like the border
2: you can can see it on
1: her eye man
3: some more comedy
1: did you notice that carrie no i didn't really have a very high def version i I think it was like 360 360p uh, or something about as many hundreds as you need yeah Mm mm-hmm I don't think I got the best the best one available. But you're lucky. Sorry. It's on Netflix for you, right?
2: No, it's on a competing streaming service we have here called Stan. Stan. Yeah, I've always meant to ask um, what, what the marketplace of streaming services is in America. Because it can't just be Netflix, even though I know Netflix has a lot more uh, there than it does um, here.
1: Well there's Netflix, then there's Hulu. Uh-huh. Um and then there's Amazon has a streaming service. Oh yeah. Um, and then there are a bunch of sort of network specific right, services like, like, CBS like HBO All Gap, access, yeah, CBS All access, um and and it's kind of a problem because basically more and more of these things are becoming uh, siloed like Disney is famously now pulling out of Netflix. Yeah. They're going to have their own service. So basically the future of mm-hmm. uh, entertainment is base is having 800 subscriptions to different. Uh, instead
2: of uh, instead of a
1: $100 cable subscription. Yeah. Different content silos. Um, Not good. Yet, Not good. And I think we have access to Netflix and Amazon prime. And then like, HBO Go, and HBO Go, yeah, Mm -hmm. and then the cable. We have cable, and then you can stream everything through that too. So it's sort of like, it's not only are you getting content silos, but then you have multiple overlapping redundancies within your content silos. So it's Mm -hmm. like, it's really it's galling.
3: galling.
2: (laughs) Galled. It's much worse than like. The, the Patricia Arquette movie Stigmata just got added to Netflix recently, but it was already on Stan. So I guess I'll have to watch it twice now.
1: Yeah, you should watch it uh, on Stan first with the um, Australian subtitles.
2: Mm. It's good service.
1: So, what were um, we talking about? Yeah, I don't know. The <laughs> uh, uh, so in, in, Can in we yada yada some stuff? Mary. Can we skip ahead a little bit? It,
2: well, we're up to Maid Marian, I think.
1: So they roll up to Maid Marian's house. So basically, um, Peter made Robin promise to like take care of his, his sister. Mm-hmm. He's like, please, yeah. please go find and make love to my sister if you can. That would be great. Is that a, sh- a thing in
2: Saving Private Ryan? It feels like a World War Two movie thing.
1: Um, I don't think so. No? No, I mean, if anything, Private Ryan is the, the sister. Is the sister that you have to fuck. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so, Saving so, Private Ryan was, like, he came from one family with, like, Six boys that all deployed and they all died except for him. So they were like, eh, "Let's let's bring the last one back before he dies." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then they hired Tom Hanks to give give him a good Roger ring.
2: Good, good, good job. Uh, there's, uh, there's a great little uh, bait and switch with the uh, with the Maid Marian introduction. Uh, she's faceless at first. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, she, then she walks out, and um, it's, a, it's a somewhat uh, matronly woman. Mm-hmm. Really. And Robin uh, Robin had said uh, the, the very stilted line that's like, I knew ye when we were but children or mm-hmm. something. Uh, and then she comes out and shows her face, and he says, the years have been kind, <laughs> which was, that was funny.
1: He's it's like, a joke at the expense of a woman's appearance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, you're really unattractive and, and, and worthless. But I am so virtuous that I still will protect you in spite of your homeliness. It's it's almost like uh, he was expecting, like, she, you know, like, I'm in a movie. This has to be my love Cindy interest, brothel. right? And, he, and he's like, yeah, her? Yeah. <laughs> But then out of nowhere, a ninja flies ninja. in, there's a ninja fight oh, damn. and then the ninja turns out to be Maid Marian who's, yeah. who's a fox.
2: I feel like, um, this trope surely was tired at this point already, but I don't know at what point it would have originally appeared. The old, uh, you know, the princess is a secret ninja and she wears a mask. Uh, I know they do it in The Legend of Zelda, but that was a bit later, I think.
1: Yeah, maybe, I think, I feel like it wasn't tired at this point yet. I feel like it was... Not tired? Maybe evil... Oh, yeah, I guess not,
2: because it's the the 90s. Yeah. We're in the 90s. We need to update this story for the modern day.
1: Mm -hmm. Like, she can take care of herself in this one scene. Mm. (laughs) She's a modern woman. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like, if that armor, like black ninja armor she was wearing, is accurate to the period or. Oh, ever no, existed. that's 100% accurate. Yeah, that's, <laughs> real? Real, that's real. Are you real sure? No ninja.
2: Oh, okay.
1: yeah, 100%. Because you could be. I don't know. Um, so they. Uh, I don't know.
2: Oh, the bad guys come. The, oh, oh, yeah, they make up. Uh, the bad guys come. They have to jump in a haystack. Real Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they run away on horses. And they... F- oh, look at that, that, that forest over there, Azim. Yeah.
1: That's, that's Sherwood
2: Forest. We should hide mm-hmm. in there.
1: Mm-hmm. And there. Marian, uh pretends that they stole her horses so she can stay in good with the uh, sheriff.
2: Right, so she, she doesn't... She doesn't suffer no flack from that. It's uh, it's it's the old uh, it's the classic where it is the origin story. This is how they found the uh, the the Sherwood Forest,
1: mm-hmm. the titular forest. They came to... mm. indeed. <laughs> from the movie, Kevin Costner is Robin Hood, Sherwood th- Sherwood thieves of the forest, of Prince of the Forest. Sherwood Forest. That is. Carrie, is that the title of the movie?
3: Um, I think that was a working title.
1: Hmm. Is it working for you? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. And then we get the song that Carrie remembers from the movie. Carrie, Carrie. Would you care to sing the song for us?
3: Oh, sure. It goes like this. It's like, excuse me. There was a rich man from Nottingham who tried to cross the river. What a dope. He tripped on a rope. Now look at him shiver.
1: Yep. Very good. That was um, Kristen Slater Mm -hmm. as Will Scarlet.
2: Yeah. I had a a theory about his casting. Um, So Will Scarlet is meant to be like the pretty boy of the Merry Men, Mm -hmm. right? So they cast someone who is like plausibly a pretty boy, but also not pretty enough to like overshadow Kevin Costner. Mm Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, he's not quite as pretty as Kevin Kevin Costner. (laughs) What? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, can like. Can I
3: tell you? Can I tell you a quick, funny Kevin Costner story? Yeah. <laughs> Back in the uh, early 2000s, I worked at a block—not a blockbuster—a West Coast video store, mm-hmm. and there was a woman <laughs> who used to come in every night and rent a Kevin Costner movie, Whoa. and she would just cycle through them, cycle through them every single night. And then one day, the cover art started disappearing from oh, all no. the Kevin <laughs> Costner movies.
1: <laughs> so she made like a beautiful collage.
3: I don't know what she did with them, but then we I, I had to make like you know handwritten covers for the all the Kevin costumes.
1: <laughs> I wonder if that's why Blockbuster went with the um, sort of generic case. So yeah,
3: the, I mean, we had the generic case, but they were behind the cover. Oh, art. I see. So they would. So would you weren't supposed out. to take. Yeah, you weren't supposed to take the cover out home with you. You had just the generic case, but mm. they, they just started disappearing.
1: Yeah, Blockbuster didn't usually <laughs> have the art.
2: I accidentally did that one time with um with Thunderball. <laughs> we just Acc- kind of lost the. the yeah. We lost the, the, the VHS case, so I had to take the tape back on its own, and then we got a letter a little bit later saying, you actually have to bring the case back as well. Well, what,
1: if you lost it, you can't bring it back.
2: I can't remember how that issue was resolved. but
1: like, I would have, would have thought they would get it. Like, I brought this back, so you have the tape. I lost the case. <laughs> and they're like, mm. oh, we need the case.
2: Well, joke's on them because they're out of business now.
1: Yeah. They deserve it. So, Robin meets the Merry Men. He's a stick fight with uh, John Little, who he, during the fight, calls Little John, sort of jokingly, <laughs> really witty. Mm-hmm. And it's also like the that trope of like he's actually very big, but he's being called like little, like tiny.
0: Oh, little John
1: is played by Nick Brim- Nick Brimble mm-hmm. Not a, no not one. a big name.
2: He seemed like if you told me oh this was the guy this is little John in the Star Trek the Next Generation episode then I would have believed you
1: mm-hmm. He was apparently in Emmerdale. Uh, okay which is a um, British like soap opera. Uh-huh. he seems like the sort of guy, guy who
2: might who might play little john at like a, a renaissance fair or like i don't know like wherever you might have like a robin
1: hood reenactment mm-hmm. he was in uh, a knight's tale that's another uh uh
2: modernized medieval film yeah
3: is that the heath Ledger one
1: yeah mm-hmm. Um, so basically, uh, Robin, um, kind of ends up, like, taking over these guys.
2: Mm, it's only natural.
1: <laughs> so this is sort of like, a, uh, like, some prob- problematic sort of class hierarchy kind of, um, what would you call it? Oh, uh, what, like, um, privilege? Right, yeah, something like that. Like, it's like he's, they make a big deal about like, he's like a, he's like a royal guy. Uh, oh, but, but he earned his nobility. <laughs> right. And, like, he, he wants to, like, turn these simple farmer folk into, like, an army, and Azim's like... They're basically like you know losers, um, but you know Robin Posh man you know he's uh he's uh he's posh right, and so he you know mm. he of course should lead them, and uh, you know it's like I just don't even have the energy for this uh, this observation. let's just move along.
2: Um, since we're in the Sherwood forest at this point, I think, um, this is where you can tell that they kind of made an effort with the location photography, I'm trying it. to like do some good looking forest stuff. I yeah. don't think, uh, the photography is as successful in this one as in say in the postman. No. Where they had like the, you know, like, uh, the, the state of Oregon you know, and all its natural beauty.
1: But that's a really, uh, really high bar that you're setting of course so. that uh,
2: location scouting for that one done by David Israel who was yeah, not David Israel on this I mean, film. Come on.
1: he's unparalleled in his field
2: <laughs> so sure he did like Amazing Spider-Man 2 I think
1: who did the location scouting for Robin Hood Prince of I,
2: um I read it in the credits but I've forgotten just because it's probably not that important
1: Neil Raven Wait, no, that's location management. May, that could be the same thing. I don't know.
2: Yeah, but, like, there's, you know, that's a very nice river. They do lots of interesting shots of different sorts of trees. Mm-hmm. Clearly, they employed a lot of cranes. Right.
1: So, basically... um, a lot a lot is accomplished very quickly through the use of a montage um mm. to sort of um, train and arm the merry men in sherwood for for forest so they go from and they somehow uh, get metal from somewhere yeah Kerry made that observation as we were watching it um and uh yeah, I'm not sure where they get, They found the, the metal in the forest. Like, they I guess those, it. this comes from rocks, right? <laughs> like, you could dig up some rocks.
3: <laughs> so, like, we have everything we need here in the forest. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's some metal.
1: <laughs> but the thing is, since it happened in the montage, it doesn't matter. It's like, mm-hmm. they could have been, like, piling up machine guns in that montage. It's like, okay, now they have the machine guns. That's from the montage. <laughs> But they also build an impressive Ewok village, which is Mm -hmm. pretty impressive because, like, they live, like, they're on the run now, but in their everyday life, they live in these, like, horrible mud huts. Um, (laughs) But but now now they're, like, master architects who can build tree villages um, with elevators and things.
2: I guess this this is post-Return of the Jedi, so there's probably a great deal of uh visual inspiration with the production design there
1: yeah if you're going to be in a forest you got to build an ewok village
2: gotta have yes yeah, some bridges and uh tree houses and stuff mm-hmm.
1: so the merry men start a campaign of robbing um money yeah. from uh the sheriff's men whenever they go through the forest and apparently the only road to london is through the sherwood forest yeah. who knew so can we figure out where that is geographically is the sherwood forest a real forest it's
2: a real forest
1: is it true that the only um I, uh... I uh, would um, think probably not. Like, this is a very wide country. Like, there's a lot of of roads, I would think. Just don't dwell on it, I don't think. Go around the forest. Maybe burn the whole forest down. Yikes. Yeah. Um, (coughs) So. uh, And
2: and this. This is where like the whole this is the Robin Hood legend, right? Like he robs the rich to feed the poor. It's yeah. like what, like a 5 minute sequence, maybe 10 mm-hmm. minutes.
1: I should also mention that there's a I forget when it happens, but Robin uh goes to church and um mm-hmm. that's
2: that's immediately up next.
1: Yeah, and he uh he sees uh Maid Marian there. And um Mhm. And uh, also tries to reconnect with, like, his, like, old church guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say priest, but they're not, it's not a priest. It's, uh, like, a, uh, what's the word? A bishop?
3: He seemed like maybe some kind of a deacon.
1: Deacon. Yeah, he was a deacon, probably. Um, Mm. but it's clear that that guy has become corrupt Mm -hmm. and also he promises Maid Marian that he's going to take a bath Um, (laughs) and he also (laughs) happens to run into the um, Sheriff of Nottingham who he recognizes and who recognizes him but I don't think they had ever met prior to the scene it's uh, just not clear how. They'd uh, seen
2: photographs.
1: Right. Are there draw- drawings? Of- uh,
2: not on the wanted poster. There is like a printed type on the wanted poster, which is, uh, that's interesting. That's fine. They could have just handwritten a wanted poster, like not that hard props department
1: no printed type is fine um so this is maybe like they just knew in their guts what was going on here but robin um gives the sheriff a scar he slashes him in the face why didn't he just cut his throat
2: oh he uh, he was thinking on his feet
1: <laughs> it's like now you now you'll remember me by this in during my crusade against you to, to ultimately kill you it's like if you just mm. put the knife a little bit lower it would it would have been no, over would have been it
3: i think he was maybe compromising with the um his church guy there because he asked him not to spill any blood oh that's right so he spilled just a little blood just like oh. slashing his throat would have you know that would have spilled so much blood yeah and that would have been really disrespectful
1: that's true that's a good point okay <laughs> Um, and then he 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 um, cut cuts the rope for a chandelier to get away, which is like a an, a, a stock um, adventure movie move. Good move yeah. I forget how he escaped from there. He's sort of like and on this this when uh,
2: Alan Rickman says oh, I'll carve your heart out with a
1: spoon yeah which he explains later. Yeah. Many, many lamp lampshades are hung on that line. Because his cousin asks, why a spoon? And he says, because it's dull, it'll hurt more. And then, when he later kills the cousin, he says, you're lucky I didn't use a spoon. Why
3: do you sound like Hannibal Lecter?
1: <laughs> I don't, I sound like Alan Rickman.
2: Sound like Hans Gruber.
1: Sound like Alan Rickman as the Sheriff of Nottingham in 1991's second highest grossing film.
3: No. I think Robin Hood, you sound like Anthony Hopkins of the, Lambs.
1: of the Sherwood Forest. Well, that's just your personal problem.
0: Um.
1: <laughs> uh, so what happens next?
2: Oh, gosh, I'm seeing it right now. They There's something to do with they drag a bunch of people, a bunch of miserable poor people out to Sherwood Forest to show how miserable they all are mm-hmm. because of what Robin's doing. Right. Um, little John reunites with his wife. Uh, so I think later um, the sheriff... Uh, basically has to put in austerity measures because all the taxes that he's been trying to collect uh, have, of course, been stolen. Yeah. Uh, which, in effect, makes Robin a sort of, like, uh, de facto uh, alternative government.
1: Yeah, it's true.
2: Because he just has the treasury.
1: Mm-hmm. For, like, the European, U- Un- European Union...
2: Yeah, he's the IMF He's Christine Lagarde Mm -hmm. Uh, Meanwhile, poor old um, Theresa May Over there in Nottingham uh, Has to cancel Christmas
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah That's a good line
2: (laughs) That's a a pizza hut line right there
1: I think um, There's a line about how Robin Hood Stole like 100 million dollars or something <laughs> it was in the millions yes. it was like it That's was like a, one and a half million pounds or something but then apparently like like the gdp of england at the time was was, was only like twenty five thousand pounds <laughs> it, it was i i don't quite remember but it wasn't it wasn't accurate so we should just I should get credit for just making that observation, without without all the because uh, I don't want to have to go look it up again.
2: Uh, I just saw a cool bit: um, Robin shoots Christian Slater through the hand with an arrow.
1: Yeah, so Christian Slater, which um, seems like overkill. Well, he was gonna he was arguing they should turn Robin Hood in for the for the bounty, which is climbed to like 2,500 so like pounds or something. 000, yeah, yeah, something like
3: that. I think it was 500,000.
1: I don't think so. And uh, was Robin, it 500,000? My counter
2: argument, Arrow.
1: Yeah, and that was a low blow because they don't actually have medicine or anything. Like he could have died from gangrene. Infection. Yeah. That's
2: funny because Kevin Costner cuts his hand open earlier, doesn't he? Like a yeah. lot of people just kind of casually cut themselves in this movie.
1: Yeah, he should not have done that. He could have died from that.
3: <laughs> well, they don't need medicine because they have Azim, who is some kind of a doctor, because he then delivers that baby.
1: Yeah. That's a He's good segue. from The future utopia
2: of, uh, of um, the Middle East.
3: Yeah, and he also he invented the telescope. He's a mm-hmm. man of science
1: yeah Not just we, god we forgot to mention the telescope that was at Maid marion's um when the uh when the sheriff's men were were bearing down yeah. on them Azeem whips out a telescope and um and shows it to to robin hood and he he's really like really mystified like he looks through <laughs> it and and thinks the guys are right <clears throat> there and starts waving his sword around um
2: I don't know if you guys have ever actually looked through a telescope, but it like it's, it just doesn't work like that. It's just like confusing. Yeah, because it'll be out of focus, and you're not looking really in the right place. Focus.
1: It's it's really hard to. You have to really concentrate. And you're, usually, my big problem, and, and this, I just feel like maybe might be just me, but like I can never see through my own eyelashes. <laughs>
3: Wow, I have a problem wow. with microscopes. Usually, telescopes are, are easier.
1: I, I have a problem with microscopes, telescopes, and <laughs> binoculars. <laughs> but,
3: you and just just you your regular reading glasses.
1: <laughs> no, no, it's <that's>, <laughs> my in ordinary vision. The eyelashes are not a non-issue, <laughs> but it's like you you have to press them up against this lens they just get in the way i don't know how anybody ever sees through their own eyelashes with the, on these devices <laughs> do i just have really like thick it's really, luxurious uh, really luscious. eyelashes yeah is that what's what? happening
2: it's it's your most beautiful feature
1: thank you thank you so um the telescope was invented in the, what, 1600s in um, mm-hmm. the Netherlands?
2: Probably. That's where they invented the microscope.
3: In the Netherlands that? by, like, some white guy, I imagine, when in reality it was stolen from this black man, he? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: The telescope. Azim was
2: robbed. Mm-hmm.
1: The telescopes were invented in the Netherlands at the beginning of the 17th century by using glass lenses. Not in the Middle East by Islamic um, scholars. Adele Dazeem. Adele. <laughs> Adele Dazeem. Adele. Dazeem. Adele. This Dazeem.
3: The wickedly talented. why well,
1: don't know wickedly talented I <laughs> <it> doesn't <laughs> so um hmm so yeah so they recruit a friar um mm. the sheriff's men are escorting this drunken jovial friar through the forest who's played incidentally by the hypnotist in the movie Office Space, who dies mid-hypnosis.
2: Wow. Go yeah. figure. See, I thought uh, with the casting with this movie, it was either, you know, you get a smattering of celebrities or you're a complete nobody. Yeah. That was my observation, but um, uh, you seem to be picking up on it a little a little more than I am.
1: He also played... Um, Franklin Delano Romanowski in the backwards episodes of episode of Seinfeld.
3: Oh, that's what I recognize him from. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Who,
1: By the way, gets in a eyelash plucking fight argument with Kramer because they keep making competing wishes. So they keep pulling (laughs) out their eyelashes to make, make competing wishes to smite one another. So, it's coming back to the eyelash conversation we had earlier. It's all connected. Wow, really
2: interwoven.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like a tapestry, it's like the tapestry at the beginning of this movie. <laughs> Amazing. Which so,
2: incidentally made Marion does weave. At oh yeah, one she point. was She weaves that. the hundred-year-old
1: tapestry. <laughs> she's also singing a song when she weaves it that al- was also written much later um. <laughs> <laughs> so um, fr- friar tuck basically is like they just like sort of like steal him and then he becomes part of their team um, mm-hmm. but basically like they need a fr- my men need a friar can you stay and be the friar it's like oh okay. <laughs> and he's just like a, he's another comic relief character alongside Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> we we like, need as many as we can get. He loves, uh, like, booze, um, but he's really racist um, <laughs> and suspicious of the painted man, our friend Adele Dazim. yeah
2: <sighs> So, that, like, the ensemble is, like, really kind of groaning under its own weight at this point, isn't yeah. it? But it's almost like, well, you can't not have Friar Tuck in the Robin Hood movie, mm-hmm. even though this he's not as important to the
1: script as a Mm-hmm. So, you got to write in some stuff about how, like, this guy clearly would not be into Islam. So... But then, dazim
2: They learn to get along.
1: He proves himself by delivering Little John's baby using the Islamic sciences. Caesarean section. Does he use a C-section? C- c- was that the implication?
2: He does. There? He, said it he was C-sections a- her, and she raids the castle the next day.
1: Carrie, I feel like you're saying that what's the truth here. What, what are you What were you saying?
3: He says it's what he said. It's the wrong way. Like it's a mm-hmm. breach. You can't. It, it needs help. The only way you can get that out is by cutting it out.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so I he know, did the C-section.
3: Just sliced her up. Pulls I the baby up, and then everything is fine. We just are up you a sure? Are you guys sure he didn't forest.
1: just like flip it?
3: No.
2: Because <laughs> he tells
1: Maid Marian
2: to go get some needle and thread.
1: Oh, oh, we
3: did. I didn't catch that. So, so he sewed it he, back up. Yeah, he, cut he, her, he cut her open. That poor woman is gonna be laid up
0: for weeks.
1: Except no, she's she, better. She's fine. She's better. Cool. This, fine. Is, this is the thing, is like I think the implication is that he uses like some kind of sorcery, right? That's the implication. Ooh. I didn't
3: catch that. <laughs> Because, oh they oh, like, called it black magic.
1: That's right. Well, no, that was that was in <laughs> private. So um, I think but I mean here's the thing. I, I I think that they were sort of proving in the movie that like you shouldn't be sort of prejudice or uh-huh. um, anti anyone else's religion and everybody should just get along. And they proved yeah. that by him cutting a baby from a womb and, and uh, also there were
2: kind of uh it was the 90s this is the 1990s everyone mm-hmm. so we need to realize that uh oh you know we we white people haven't always uh had it all figured out sometimes right. you know it was the other guys that uh that really knew what were going on
1: yeah hence the, the c-section and the, the telescope but all, all of this is just sort of in in <laughs> arbitrary service to this white man that this uh guy for some reason feels like he has to you know perpetually uh repay your humble servant uh, yeah this one (laughs) like he 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 clearly does not see himself as equal to this uh this character so
3: um can i I ask quickly so it's strange to me that um friar tuck and Azim or they're two working on this woman why was Friar Tuck there at all he's just like a <laughs> drunken mess
0: Because he be
3: the guy best to deliver this baby I mean how many people do they have out there 200 men and he's the one that they mm-hmm. pick but like the drunk most useless one
1: maybe the I don't know did the, the, the Friars birth babies in the olden days
2: um, he could use his alcohol to disinfect her
1: <sighs> really Th- did that
2: happen <laughs> Alcohol is a disinfectant.
3: <laughs> they just, they totally yada, yada, yada over the actual delivery. It was like, oh, she's in distress. And then it's like, oh, here's the baby.
1: Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. So, yeah, now all that happened. And let's just not think too much about it. <laughs> um, the next scene is where, what? Oh, do they get invited yet? So I think, oh, so they have this secret meeting with the um, Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> <laughs> so basically it's like the sheriff is running out of money. He can't pay all of these like other lords that he convinced to uh, help him do this coup coup d'etat against the king Mm -hmm. Um, so he gives them some money but he's like hey look I gotta get rid of the Robin Hood let's hire the Celts and uh, basically they hire the Celts from a thousand years earlier um, (laughs) because they're like these Braveheart style um, woed covered savages um which didn't did not exist at the time
2: how do you know man were you there
1: I, no because i read a thing about it uh. um so he's he he hires the cal- and also he's cooking up this plan to have a child with maid marion because mm-hmm. she's the cousin's king, and somehow this will give him some license to the throne. Mm-hmm. Not clear. Quite. That's, oh, that's uh, a, yeah. work. Mm-hmm. This is disregarding the like king's brother that they never mention in the movie. James must be deceased. Not. Not in history. Not in real history. Not, not deceased. Um. So these two plans sort of somehow actually coalesce into one plan because A, they send some guys to go kidnap Marion um, Uh so he can marry her, and B, they trick Duncan into leading um, the Celts into Sherwood Forest when he goes to tell Robin Hood that made Marion has been kidnapped. So a really good plan. Very succe- successfully executed. So
2: it's um, deft, it's parsimonious mm-hmm. and
1: effective. And then the Celts invade. The Celts are mostly slaughtered, but then um, the Sheriff is there with flaming arrows. And he, since I didn't see past this point, I I can only assume that he burnt burnt the village to the ground. Everybody died, and the movie ended.
2: He he, uh, torches the fuckers. Yeah,
1: yeah. The end.
2: <laughs> Too bad. Mm-hmm. Real shame. Um. <clears throat> uh my, my my notes don't extend that far, but um. So uh he uh there's a there's a cute little bit where robin rescues little john's wife mm-hmm. there's a lot of swinging involving a rope that seems the top of it seems to be changing places in order for the swinging to work how it does helicopter
1: it's tied to a helicopter
2: ah explains it um and robin appears to become deceased because he falls from a great height while swinging from the rope and his famous medallion the famous robin hood
1: medallion that he wore in the crusades uh Mm -hmm. is lost and recovered by the sheriff that's sort of like when you see like a hat floating in the water like yep somebody died that's Mm -hmm. they lost their hat Drowned. that was the end of him Mm
2: -hmm. and so he he shows it to marion later as uh proof of well Robin's dead, so you may as well marry me.
1: Mm-hmm. Fair point. Mm. Could do worse. Uh,
2: oh sure, you know he's he's got to that great perm.
1: Permanent. Does he, have, does he have a perm?
2: Yes. Who has it's, a perm? Uh, it's like a mullet. Alan Rickman. Uh, Alan Rickman.
3: Uh, I wouldn't call it a perm. It's just like a nice. It's just wet. Jacket.
1: I think it's a Maid Marion might have had a perm, oh uh, maybe. I thought she just had, kind of had that Hibernian curly hair. Natural curls.
2: Kind of
3: looked like she was wearing a wig. There was a lot of hair there.
1: Maybe yeah, some maybe. extensions. A weave.
3: I don't know if her extensions were, were really in vogue back then. I, didn't, I didn't think it's probably a wig.
1: Okay. I think it was her natural hair. <laughs>
3: could be. I mean, it looked natural, but there's just so much of it. I don't think it could have all been her hair.
1: I don't know how um lady's hair works, so <laughs> I would just simply defer. Mm.
2: Mm. Um, In the marriage scene, it seems like some of the texture of the hair doesn't match some of the other texture of the hair. So that made me think, what's going on here? But it might have just been that some of it was pulled straight. Mm. Right, uh, right. While the rest of it was curly,
1: didn't see that scene, so can't <laughs> speak to it.
2: Um, yeah. Well, so she's not uh, she's not really fond of the idea of marrying him because uh, you know he's sort of a creep. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, in the in the meantime, they're having some hangings for some of the men that they recovered mm-hmm. from the. The village and so they set up a whole like mission impossible sequence to um uh you, you know get everyone freed from as is kind of a bit of like medieval oh like almost illusionism happening that was mm-hmm. that was kind of what i was thinking it's like a magician would do shit like this
1: do we with preparations uh, and tricks. do we the audience think robin hood is dead at this point or are we seeing him make these plans
2: uh, no, we're seeing him make the plans, I okay. think. Um, it is no triumphant comeback. Um, and uh, th- another interesting thing to note is that uh, Azim invents gunpowder. Oh. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, and not only that, uh, he manages to make a bunch of barrels full Whoa. from the stuff lying around in Sherwood Forest. Wow.
1: That's really... So he just changed the world.
0: <laughs>
1: really talented guy. Do we
3: know anything about his backstory?
1: uh he,
2: he seems to imply that his family is dead because there's nothing for him to go back to
3: uh-huh, and he was in prison because of a woman,
1: yeah, so Robin surmises
3: we know nothing about his education or
1: he I think he says that he the woman was jasmina, so it could have been maybe it was princess jasmine princess from the princess aladdin jasmine from aladdin yeah <laughs> was Pr- princess jasmine jasmine from aladdin
3: you think azim is secretly traveling with the genie yes He's got him that's the good
1: <laughs> that's the theory maybe he is the genie
3: <sighs> hmm. is it
1: possible that azim is a secret genie
3: just probable uh,
1: would explain his esoteric knowledge inevitable
3: And that's why he's staying with Robin until he can grant Robin his three wishes.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's it. Solved the movie. I just looked
3: up some pictures, sorry, of Mary, what's her name? Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio, Mm
1: -hmm. And she is
3: a natural curly and she has a ton of beautiful curls. So I think that actually is all her real real hair. And also it appears that she was in Scarface.
1: Oh, she was in Scarface. That's. That's why yeah. you get cast hmm.
3: Yeah, she's got so much hair So many curls Okay, sorry, go on
1: Luscious piles of beautiful curls
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, so she, she's, she's quite Hibernian in, in appearance I wouldn't have thought that uh, That she would be a fit for Scarface Well Perhaps that's merely the illusion of this film
1: It's the illusion of the film I think uh, it's like I guess a, like an Italian Master name, Antonio. isn't it? Master yeah. Antonio. Antonio. No. So, I, I think we should wrap this up. But basically, like the the movie ends with like a twenty minute long rape scene, right?
2: Uh, yeah, and a huge explosion because the gunpowder barrels. The part of the plan is to blow everything to to shit. Um, and possibly the best shot in the movie you guys unfortunately didn't get to see Mm -hmm. Uh, so they earlier set up that uh, a good archer has to uh, be able to do the shot even if he's being distracted Mm -hmm. and uh, so Marion blows on Robin's ear and he misses the shot and "Ah, Robin, you got distracted Mm -hmm. Uh, but the barrels are exploding behind him with fire and it's real cool looking and it's slow motion and he fires the arrow and it does the job and it gets the guy in the eye and he shoots some arrows to, to let the guys down from the, the hanging noose, Mm -hmm. which is good job. Good job, pal. Yeah. Uh, saves all of them. Uh, and, uh, yeah, then the, uh, long comical attempted rape scene where, uh, the sheriff is, is trying to marry Marion as quickly as possible so that he can then uh legally rape her and conceive a child.
1: hmm So um and then they have like a really drawn out final battle too, right? Like a sword fight or something. Yeah. Like r- way too. You could long. probably stand, stand to have an edit. Right.
2: A couple and, of the uh, fights. Like even the stick fight with Little John could have been edited.
1: Yeah, that that dragged a little too. And I mean it's not a short movie. It's it's almost three hours. No. They
2: um they really uh they they stick around. It's actually no. only two and a half, two a half. Two hours and twenty three minutes.
1: Yeah, I, I consider that to be almost three.
2: She <laughs> <laughs> just it feels it. Um, yeah. And oh, and this is great because Hans Gruber is in this movie, right? Mm-hmm. And to get into to get into the the room that he's in, because the door's locked, he has to go up to the roof of the medieval skyscraper, mm-hmm. grab onto like a a flag, and yep. swing down through the window, just like Bruce Willis,
1: just like Die Hard. <laughs> die Hard. It's
2: it's fantastic, and I I was I really wanted. Because when he crashes through the window, Alan Rickman, like, rolls his eyes, and I can just hear him go, oh, not again. (laughs) And I really wanted it it to end with him, like, falling out of the the window.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask. I can even sort of picture him falling, like, as the Sheriff of Nottingham in the same way. Wasted opportunity. Yeah. What happens? Does he get sliced with a sword?
2: Um, it's it's, a, it's an it's ironic thing, but the the bishop who you know sold sold out Robin's dad, mm-hmm. um, he gets thrown out the window.
1: Yeah, by Friar Tuck. By, I remember that part.
2: By Friar Tuck. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know what are you doing? What are you doing? Throw Hans Gruber out the window. But no, instead they have um, earlier in the movie um, Hans Gruber gave made Marion a, a dagger for some reason. Ah, uh, yeah. As,
1: like, token
2: of his affection.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and then she gave it to Robin and said, oh, it's, it's not dear to me. It's just a like it's a pretty dagger that you could sell or something. Mm-hmm. And Robin kept it, kept it in his sock. And so when uh, at the end of the sword fight, when Hans Gruber is distracted, he pulls it out and, and gets in good. I mean. Ironic. And he lives, he lives just long enough to pull the dagger out and see that it's the one that, that he gave
1: to Marianne. Does he roll his eyes one last time? Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, you know it. You know it. (laughs) So, Sheriff of Nottingham dies, um, and then the king comes back, right? Right.
2: And they kill Geraldine McEwen as well, because, of course, she has to meet her end at the hands of the Painted Man.
1: Oh, that's right. So, the Painted Man, a.k.a. Adel Dazeem, Dazeem. kills Mm. the witch um and then the and king comes kind of jumps through a wall what like the hulk
2: I th- um, no like like magic Whoa. so she's she spears she gets speared mm-hmm. uh through her own hubris but then that was outside the room i think where when the door was locked and then later she's inside the room and she pops up like glenn close at the end of fatal attraction Uh, and, oh, someone must chop her or something. I forget what happens. Uh, but like, I, I swear she was not in that room. So she She had, um, some secret
1: patches, passages. She kept looking at through holes in the wall. Remember? Ah, There you go. Yeah. That explains
2: it. Yeah. That's the deal. And then, uh, yeah, you get the, the cameo from Sean Connery.
1: Sean Connery is the King. He comes back, um, can either of you do a Sean Con- Connery imitation?
2: Oh, Byron, you know I can do
1: a Sean Connery imitation. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll I'll wait to hear it.
2: <laughs> you know I was in Highlander as well. That yes, movie had um, lots of
1: shorts in it. Highlander 2, the, the Quickening.
2: Yes, they brought me back, because you know a Scotsman never truly dies.
1: Yep, also very very stingy,
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, like this movie's great for him because he just mm-hmm. gets to ride in on his horse, say his lines, yeah. probably made a ton of money,
1: yeah, probably like a million dollars. Because
2: they didn't spend any money on Friar Tuck, no, or or freaking you know, Little John.
1: So, what is what is the implied ending? Like, how, how do, does like Robin get to be like co king or something? Hey. Um, Does he marry La- Lady oh, Maid Marian and then they live happily ever after yeah, and Dazim stays behind as their slave?
2: No, he, he fucks off because okay. he okay. saved her life. Not her life. He saves Robin's life mm-hmm. um, uh, from the witch. Okay. And then he goes, I, my, my duty is fulfilled now. Mm-hmm.
1: And and very similar to your Sean Connery imitation, by the way. The, the <laughs> Morgan, On our duty now. On my our duty is fulfilled, your, uh, The more, the price is <laughs> back. Thank God. <laughs> that, that was Warf? These
3: are not even words. What, what is Captain? coming out of your mouth right now? <laughs> warf is
1: in Robin Hood. My Plygon lift is... Red with the blood of the red beast.
3: Stop it <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay So um, uh-huh. And then the movie ends Hooray! And then yeah, we get the famous go. Song That we have not yet yeah. mentioned yet But was the biggest song I of
2: 1991
1: It was um, How's it going? Anything I anything do
2: Anything I do What, what is I it called do? again? That was a movie song Oh
3: my God.
1: What is the song called, Carrie?
3: It's called Everything I Do, I Do It for You
1: by Brian Adams.
3: Brian Adams.
1: Yeah. Which I
0: think
3: this song to this day holds the record in the UK for the longest number one streak in all of history.
1: I think that's true. I think I read that somewhere. Amazing. Also, it was originally on the album Waking Up the Neighbors, Mm -hmm. released in 1991 by Brian Adams. I will now um read you the lyrics. No, don't. <coughs> Look into my eyes. You will see.
0: You will see
1: what you mean to me. Search your heart, search your soul, and when you find me there, you'll search no more.
3: Can can you pause for one second? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys yeah. noticed this. Yeah. But a lot of these lyrics popped up throughout the movie.
1: Really?
2: Yeah.
3: A lot of them did.
2: Well, it was written for the film. It was written by the film's composer,
0: uh-huh.
2: Michael Carman, who also did the music to Die Hard.
1: Whoa. Oh. You True. think he would yeah. have put in a word for maybe throwing uh, Sheriff and Nottingham out the window?
2: That would have been his vote for sure.
1: Yeah. So, <clears throat> if there's a whole theme about how, um, like, yeah, early in the movie, Dazim says... That there are <laughs> women where he's from that you know just one look and you'll you'll be willing to die die for them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that's sort of the the thesis statement of the film that there are just some women out there that you just you're just willing to die for.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Carrie, I yeah, no, I die not for you. No,
2: emotionally, women. <laughs> oh, that's that's beautiful.
1: Yeah, no, it would have been more beautiful if you hadn't talked over it, James. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Thanks a lot. Everything okay. I
3: did. okay. I didn't catch it.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, you mind. didn't hear it? I didn't hear it. Carrie. Yes? I would die for you. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't supposed uh, to be I'm a gonna... funny joke.
3: <laughs> I'll hold you to that.
1: Mm, okay. Let's, see. Let's just hope it doesn't come up. You know? <laughs> All right, um, can we be done?
3: <laughs> Please.
1: <laughs> this oh, is over. That right? is Robin
2: Hood, Prince of Thieves.
1: Okay, guys, um, thanks for tuning in. This has been.
2: I, I have um, I have a final note. Okay. On the film, it's really interesting. Okay. So the uh, the 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 typeface used for this film mm-hmm. and its marketing material was Perpetua. Okay. yes that's right um, and uh, other films on which this typeface has been used include The Bucket List starring Morgan Freeman Whoa. The Untouchables starring Kevin <laughs> Costner and Sean Connery wow. and the miniseries Hatfields and McCoys starring Kevin Costner Kevin Costner, Co- Con- C- Connery.
1: Kevin Costner <laughs> himself wow mm-hmm. that's actually a, that is a good end note um, per- perpetua. I, th- I thought you might enjoy it that the Perpetua font was original originally released in 1929. It is a oh, serif font designed by Eric Gill. So who um who had sex with his daughter?
3: Whoa!
2: Really? And the dog? Whoa! Yes, he was a kind of a fucked up guy. You
1: but didn't... he made some great typefaces. Okay.
3: I think yep. we need to boycott Perpetua.
1: Yeah, no more. Okay. Problem is,
2: he's actually made so many good typefaces he can't boycott them all. It's impossible. It's 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 a real dilemma.
1: Well, I I don't actually agree with the need for the boy, boycott. I think what happens, um, I think all that stuff is fine that he did. <laughs> Um okay, guys. Well, I think this has been a really, really good podcast. Really great movie. Really great. Really great conversation. Um and uh I guess the next one we can do will be what? Field of Dreams? Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Okay. I love
0: Field of Dreams.
1: Yeah, it's a good one. Baseball movie. It's got um some sixties nostalgia, it's got some um, James L Jones Scott James L Jones yeah, yeah. James L Jones I was gonna say so that's that's uh, next on the Costner cast maybe within the next couple of years <laughs> okay all right thanks guys goodbye bye, bye. bye.